It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every single day of the week here on the show. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. You can also check us out on Spotify and all of the other major podcasting platforms out there. And make sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every single Friday, typically, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. But this week, because it will be yet another holiday week, there will only be four episodes. So Monday, today, Tuesday, tomorrow, Wednesday, and then Thursday, the weekly crossover with Ross Jackson, the host of the Locked on Saints podcast. We'll talk to him for the second time this year as the Carolina Panthers will be facing the New Orleans Saints down there in New Orleans on Sunday. Not at 1 o'clock, but it's been flexed to 425 p.m. Eastern. I guess 325 Central Time, if you live in that time zone, um, on Fox. So there is a change. Carolina Panthers only playing their second game outside of the noon window or the 1 o'clock window on a Sunday. They did, of course, have the Thursday night football game against the Houston Texans. But on Wednesday, we'll be doing our weekly Friday mailbag. But on Wednesday, like last week, so go ahead and get those questions to me at Julian Council. Okay. I hope that um, people have... Been able to calm down, take a deep breath after yet another disappointing Sunday. And someone tweeted at me. I had tweeted out about yet another wasted timeout. And someone said yet another wasted Sunday. And I feel the frustration. I hear everyone and how they feel right now. And there's certainly going to be plenty of talk about Matt Rule's job status, despite some of the reports that have come out from Jonathan Jones, CBS Sports, and Jason Lockenfora on Sunday. And there was also Mike Florio who was on Football Night in America on NBC on Sunday night, and he was talking about how today is the first time in league history where teams who have a job opening can start talking to assistant coaches on other teams. I don't really see how that's very beneficial to some of those teams out there who are preparing for the playoffs with two weeks left into this, in the season. And one of the most competitive 
playoff pushes we've ever seen in the NFL, at least in recent history, and we got might have assistant coaches interviewing for the next job. So I don't know how really that beneficial it is for the league as a whole. And it's not like college football where you got to fire someone early so that you can save a recruiting cycle with the early recruiting period and signing day there in December. In the NFL, you can wait until late January, February, and find a good head coach. You look at guys like Frank Reich and uh, Mike Vrabel. This is brought up by Peter King in his Football Morning in America on Monday morning. I thought it was a really good point there when looking at what could potentially happen starting today if the Carolina Panthers or anybody else is going to make a move. And Matt Rule, on his uh, day after press conference that he has every Monday following a game, talked to the media once again and didn't really talk to him very long. One of the topics of conversation, as it's been for the last month, at least, you know, amongst his fan base on Twitter and in the media, on talk radio and other publications out there, that would he return for a third season? And he was asked about just how he feels that how he's done and David Tepper's feelings. And he meets with David Tepper every week, a couple times a week and every time after a game. And as we know, David Tepper is someone who says that when the Panthers lose, he's pissed off, which is something I think that really resonated with a lot of fans because fans, obviously, when the Panthers lose and their Sundays get ruined, are pissed off, which I told people on Sunday and on Monday morning whenever you listen to it, not trying to really lecture anyone, but just trying to just tell us all to just remind us all to keep things in perspective. I can get caught up into it too and be upset about how things have gone and I'm certainly not happy that this is heading towards a 5-12 and season when I thought 8-9 and but my concerns that I had going to the season have come to fruition with the quarterback situation, mainly Sam Darnold being horrible and the offensive line being atrocious and the worst in the National Football League and it all falls at the feet of Matt Rule who made several of those decisions and has a lot of power in that building in terms of the player and the personnel that comes in to Carolina. But right now, Matt Rule says that he feels that David Tepper has been tremendously supportive of all the things that Matt, that Matt Rule has done so far here in Carolina. No, at least the process that we hear over and over and over and over again about. That right now, David Tepper has been tremendously supportive and that he understands it's going to take time and that Matt Rule does not really feel like he is in jeopardy. At least he wouldn't. He said he didn't want to speak for David Tepper. David Tepper said, I don't ask those direct questions and I would never speak to his words. I hope you understand that. He's shown me nothing but confidence about me in the future moving forward, but I would never speak for him. I feel like that would be out of line. I don't think about anything other than doing my job. I hope when you think back about all the things that I've said, I've been pretty consistent. My job is to do the best I can each and every day to give our players a chance to win. I talk to Mr. Tepper several times a week. We talk after every game. We're always talking about the future and what's there in terms of votes of confidence, my job, all those things different, all those different things. Those things are all out of my hands. I'm going to go back to my office and try to put together the best plan for our guys this week and hope that our players respect that and appreciate that. None of this is ever about me. It's about the team. It's the Panthers, our players, and I'm going to keep pushing forward. So Matt Rule not worried about his job status heading into the Week 17 matchup against New Orleans Saints. I guess it's a good thing. I don't really know what the Panthers, as I just mentioned, gain from getting rid of Matt Rule now. David Tepper always talked about he doesn't have this organization at a competitive disadvantage. Did he really get an advantage by getting rid of Ron Rivera four weeks left in the season? Because it landed him Matt Rule, who is a college coach who would have been available after the season either way if that's something that David Tepper wanted to pursue, which very well it was. And 
by firing Ron Rivera, whose Washington football team's kind of fallen apart here the last couple weeks and won't make the playoffs, but looked pretty good there for uh, a small stretch during the months of uh, November and December and looking like they might go back to the playoffs just two weeks ago. I think they were in that seven seed spot. I don't really feel like David Tepper has put this organization in a better spot by getting rid of Ron Rivera as early as he had. So I don't really know how the Panthers would benefit by getting rid of Matt Rule now. Having an interim head coach for two weeks is not going to help them win on Sunday. It's not going to help them win next week in Tampa Bay, two games that they're very likely to lose. But also there's issues as it pertains to COVID, which is still running rampant throughout the country, the world, and across the National Football League. And that was one of the topics of conversation on Monday as the Carolina Panthers start preparation, excuse me, for the New Orleans Saints come Sunday. We'll get into who will be available, who might not be available come Sunday afternoon in New Orleans in just a moment. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, apparently COVID's not going away. Well, anytime soon. I don't know. It's something we're still having to deal with, unfortunately, and for the National Football League at the worst possible time. They're having to deal with this COVID-19 pandemic as the Omicron variant is all over the place, seemingly, and has led to a ton of positives. I know that Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, basically says that every single positive that they've had recently is all Omicron, and I would suspect that that's probably... The issue going on around the NFL right now, a league that has the vast majority of players, just like the NBA, vaccinated. And we've now seen apparently breakthrough cases have gotten through and there's they're asking players to get boosted. There's not necessarily any sort of uh, guidelines on the protocols and all that. And they've changed how they're going to do testing and not testing vaccinated players unless they have symptoms and whatever it is. It's just hard to keep up with at this point in time. And really for us, it's only going to matter for two weeks. And it doesn't really matter anyway. The Carolina Panthers are 5-10. and 10. They're not going to the playoffs. They were eliminated on Sunday. The next two weeks don't really mean much at all. We're preparing to see what's going to happen this offseason, whether Matt Rule survives. And also, I guess you can get a look at guys like Brady Christensen, um, Terrace Marshall, and some other young players the next two weeks. But really, we're just sitting here watching two meaningless games. And if anything, I think fans are probably rooting for draft position as the Panthers have the sixth overall pick currently if the NFL draft were to be today, which it's obviously not today, so it doesn't really matter right now. But Matt Rule did bring up on Monday when asked and talking to the media about some of the COVID issues that they had last week, Brandon Zilster being out, that they also had apparently um, some quality control guys last year, some of the younger staffers who were dealing with COVID and were not in office at period of, throughout periods of time uh, last week in the building down there. Um, off of Mint Street, and Matt Rule opened up his press conference on Monday talking about that they might have some COVID issues, that they had a few positives, and that it might be significant. 
Well, as of Monday afternoon, the Carolina Panthers had placed two of their top defensive players on the reserve COVID-19 list and four other players. For six, so six players in total on Monday being placed on the reserve COVID-19 list, and that includes Brian Burns headed to the Pro Bowl this season, linebacker Shaq Thompson, defensive end Marquise Haynes, defensive tackle Phil Hoskins, and defensive tackle Davian Nixon and center Matt Paradis, two guys who are already on Injured reserve out for the rest of the season. So like Christian McCaffrey, who tested positive for COVID um, a couple weeks ago, who I saw on the sideline there on Sunday, hanging out with Greg Olson. So I guess Christian's back out of the protocol, even though it's not really a big deal outside of, yes, we want to see Christian be healthy. He's out for the season like uh, those two guys, Nixon and Paradis. So good to see him back healthy, but not really a detriment to the Carolina Panthers. And as I mentioned before, as we've seen with a lot of these teams that when there's one positive, there's likely to be multiple, and that goes back to last season in the NFL where I thought the league, for the most part, did as good of a job it could have done um, with no vaccination out there, and now even with the vaccine, it feels like they're dealing with more positives than they dealt with last season, and the league has told teams to go back to some of the protocols that they did last year where we're masking throughout the building, whether you're you're vaccinated or unvaccinated, and Carolina Panthers went into the season. Matt Rule said that he thought it'd be a competitive advantage to have as many vaccinated players as possible, and up until this point, Carolina hasn't had in a, a situation like they have this week where two key players potentially could miss Sunday's game if they're not able to test out of the protocol. And by all means, it looks like that everyone who has tested positive, at least the four players who were on the active roster and that could return on Sunday if they're able to test out, are all vaccinated, which means that they don't have to be out for 10 days. So they could come back if they're able to have two negative t- tests over what a 24 or 48-hour period. So hopefully that'll be the case for Brian Burns and Jack Thompson as the Panthers head to New Orleans on Sunday. And I had mentioned to you guys a couple weeks ago that it was very likely there was going to be some issues uh, in the NFL and that COVID would play a role um, with some of these teams. And Carolina might be able to benefit if they were able to stay healthy and or they could be one of the victims. And they certainly have been a victim this week as their opponent coming up on Sunday, New Orleans Saints also have their own issues. I don't – they have like a – ridiculous amount of guys for Monday Night Football as I'm recording this before Monday Night Football that aren't available. And Daquan Jones, who spoke to the media on Monday afternoon, I thought he actually brought a pretty good point when looking at the league, who had to move games to Tuesday, two games to Tuesday of last week. They had two Monday Night games because of the COVID issues um, with the Rams and the Seahawks. Also had some issues. The Browns had issues. And then I have to turn around and play another game. I know Cleveland had a game. Was it Monday or Tuesday had a game? They had to play on Christmas Day on Saturday. And we listened to Chris McCaffrey earlier in the season saying that he felt like the quick turnaround from Sunday to Thursday night led to his hamstring injury that had him out for five games. Now his season's over after suffering another injury, um, the ankle. But he felt like that's just not good for the players. I can't imagine that players having to sit back, especially if you're on a team where you don't have any COVID issues like the Raiders. You're getting your game moved to a Monday and two or Tuesday and then you got to turn around and have another short week. Yes, you might have gotten a longer week by having to delay for a couple more days, but still the quick turnarounds. And then also that they're asking players and teams to go out and field really not even that many players that really should be. You only have 48 active players on Sundays. You have 53 on the active roster, but only 48 hour, or is it 46? Well, 48, 46, I forget, um, that are active on Sundays. And if you're having – four or five of those guys or maybe six of those guys being 
COVID dudes, like, I mean, not COVID dudes, but guys coming from the uh, practice squad, then really you're only playing like 40 players because you're not going to, unless you need someone for special teams, you're not really going to ask some guy coming off of the practice squad to be a key player for your team on Sunday. Now, I, Buffalo, the Bills were one of those teams that benefited at least from having a little bit of depth at wide receiver. Isaiah McKinney, McKenzie had a huge game against New England on Sunday when they had Gabe Davis and Cole Beasley, both guys. At least I think I think Cole Beasley's not – I know he's not vaccinated, who are going to be out for at least 10 days for Buffalo, but those guys couldn't play and they had someone who could step up. The Panthers have an issue where, like, DJ Moore goes down. They don't really have a ton of receivers who they can count on. Like, Zilstra was their number three wide receiver. He gets COVID. He doesn't play on Sunday. And Matt Rule – Gave a pat on the back for C.J. Saunders for stepping up and being there to help out the team. But it's not like C.J. Saunders played a massive role for the Carolina Panthers. He's not going to step in and be the number three wide receiver, which has not emerged so far this season. So I thought Daquan Jones did bring up a good point just talking about you know how the NFL could be talking about player safety and then asking these teams to play these games instead of postponing. And I don't know. It's all, it's all a headache. And it sucks that... The NFL season is being disrupted, that the NHL season is being disrupted, that college basketball is being disrupted. Here in a state of North Carolina, you're seeing Duke and Carolina having games postponed. I think Duke has their own COVID issues. And then Carolina's opponent on Wednesday, at least the opponent they're supposed to play, Virginia Tech, they have their own COVID issues. And they just got done playing Duke and all of that that's going on. So we're going to have to deal with it. And the winter months, I know it doesn't feel like winter around here in Charlotte. It was like a high 72. It was like a record high or something like that. According to Brad Panovich, the excellent weatherman over at WCNC locally. But it's not going away anytime soon. And the leagues are going to have to adjust to the vaccines and CDC guidance. And we'll see how things go moving forward. But for the Carolina Panthers, it's only going to be an issue this week and then potentially next week. And then hopefully all those guys end up being happy and healthy and safe and can come back and either play on Sunday or be able to play next Sunday in a season finale on the road in Tampa. Um. One other thing, though, I want to talk about, and we'll get into this on the other side. Robbie Anderson, I had some pointed, I had some comments, I guess, poignant comments, maybe. Is that the word? About what Robbie Anderson, how he reacted uh, late in the game on Sunday and just the season he had overall. I had some comments about fans' reaction to Sam Darnold and him getting booed. And, man, I'm just not really vibing with Robbie Anderson right now. So I'll get into all that here in just a moment. Bet Online has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march towards the college bowl season and the pro football playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus from basketball, football, the NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, so don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. BetOnline, where the game starts. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So late in the game yesterday, Robbie Anderson made a couple plays and celebrated 
accordingly, I guess, outside of the fact that the Carolina Panthers were down by 26 points and I think 19 in one of the other scenarios. And it's like late in the game, Robbie Anderson gets the ball, first down, gets out of bounds, and just drops it, celebrating on the Bucs' sideline. You see Antonio Brown, who certainly is not a redeemable figure in very many uh, respects, even though I guess he's trying to improve. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, but Antonio Brown just kind of looking at him being like, like, really, dude, you're down by 26 points, and it's weird to see guys just like, I don't know. Like, let's go back a couple weeks ago. It's not the same situation. Like, understanding the situation and the time and place of the game, and maybe maybe I'm a herb, I'm a loser for bringing this up. I just don't – I don't know. I'm just – I look at the season Robbie Anderson's had, and the last couple weeks he's been improved. But by and large, it's been a complete disappointment. And I think a lot of people are questioning why the hell the Panthers gave him the extension. Certainly he earned it last year by leading team receptions, going over 1,000 yards for the first time in his career, and not, he was a part of the team's plans. He is a part of the team's plans moving forward, and he's someone that I really liked coming into the year and thought that he could have a major impact again, and we really haven't seen that. So to have the season that he's had and then to get your ass kicked at home again, haven't won a home game since September, folks, and they're not going to win another home game until maybe next September. Unless you want to count the preseason, which doesn't matter at all. But Robbie Anderson's had a really bad year. And he gets called out on Twitter by this guy, Dov Cleveland, who does a bunch of NFL videos and stuff. And he's just like, he responds just saying, that's a good-ass route and catch. Prayer hands, rock it. It's like, okay, cool. And there's also just more, just bring it up, just a celebration on the Bucks sideline. And I, I can retweet this. And you can look at it. But Robbie said, he said, that's people like your, like you problem. Always trying to find negative in situations. I'm going to count my blessings, live my dream, and enjoy it to the fullest, the best I know. This dream don't last forever, which is great. Yes, have fun. Enjoy playing football. But, like, dude, have some awareness. And that's the thing with Robbie Anderson. Like, he does, it doesn't seem like he has any awareness of the situation here. And it's not, like, a huge situation. Like, there's not a ton to talk about. Like, I'm sick of talking about rule. As you can, like, listen to this show. Like, I don't have much to go off of right now. You already know how I, stand, how I feel about Matt Rule and where I stand. Like, whatever. We'll see what happens. Maybe Deborah Tepper fires and maybe doesn't. But I'm not going to sit here and talk all about that again. The COVID stuff, it sucks. It doesn't really matter that much for the Carolina Panthers. So the only other story out there is just Robbie Anderson and just, you know, the celebrations and the tweets. And, you know, good. If you enjoy playing football, that's great. It only lasts for so, so long. You're playing a kid's, a kid's game, so it's really not that deep. It's not that serious and yada, yada, yada. It's just, I, I don't know. It just kind of rubs me the wrong way. I just I, I look at a season as a whole, and I'm just like, okay, whatever. Another thing that I don't really love, and it comes from Robbie Anderson, is on Monday – when talking to the media and addressing the Sam Darnold situation by telling fans that the ones who booed Sam Darnold and then cheered for him two plays later on the big play to Shai Smith, that they're not real fans. The worst possible thing you can do is try to wage war with the fans, particularly in a season where you've been terrible for the majority of the year. You're going to call out the fan base who's frustrated by your lack of production, by the non-existing passing offense, by the offensive line, by the head coach, by the quarterback situation, you're going to call them out because the one guy that they want to actually go watch out, go watch him play and see, got pulled for a guy who has proven to not be the answer at the quarterback spot. Cam might not be the answer moving forward. I don't think he is, but he might not be the answer moving forward. But at the very least, people want to go see him play. And he's one of the reasons people turn on the TV to watch Carolina Panthers. People don't turn on the TV to watch Robbie Anderson play football for the Carolina Panthers. Robbie Anderson's never done anything here in Carolina. Robbie Anderson's never been to the playoffs in his career. Robbie Anderson's never been MVP of the league. So 
I get that he's he's trying to defend his teammate and Sam Darnold. But the Panthers are really booing Matt Rule. The fans are. Matt Rule in the situation. Yeah, there's certainly people who are booing Sam Darnold. I just, I, I don't like that at all. I don't think it's a good way to go about things. If I'm if you're Robbie Anderson, to challenge the fans and tell them that, oh, you're not a real fan. It's like the same thing that Cam Irving did a couple weeks ago. When Cam Irving's just talking about, oh, you know, people, you know, they boo you, but they saw you in public that they'd want a picture. Ain't nobody want a picture of you, Cam Irving. All they want you to do is block. All they want you to do, Robbie Anderson, is catch the football. That's what they want. And not to celebrate when you're down by 26, embarrassing them again on another Sunday. So don't come back the next day, especially when earlier this season that you didn't even have the stones to step up there and answer questions after throwing a fit on a sideline. Don't come here and tell fans that they're not real fans because they're sick and tired of the crap that they see every Sunday from y'all. So I said again on yesterday, keep perspective, but that's just kind of stuff I don't want to hear from somebody who's had a terrible season, whose team's on pace to go 5-12 and 12 again, and who right now looks like a ski mask all-star, just stealing money from just how poorly he's played, and who really, how much confidence you guys have in Robbie Anderson moving forward, whoever plays quarterback? Because you look at it, he's only had one good season in the NFL. Meanwhile, DJ Moore, who's never said any of this kind of stuff, who doesn't have temper tantrums on the sideline, who isn't celebrating when they're getting their tails kicked. I know he I think he did it back in the past, but he's grown up. He goes out there and produces. So there's my piece. And I'm just kind of over Robbie Anderson at this point in time. Season's almost over. Yada yada yada. All right. That's all I got for y'all today on this episode of Locked On Panthers. Again, tomorrow is going to be the weekly Friday mailbag on a Wednesday. So tweet at me at Julian Council. Either DM me or you know at me. But make sure to follow me as well. And also make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify and all the other places you can listen to the podcast. And ahead of us on Thursday, we'll speak to Ross Jackson, the host of the Locked on Saints podcast. So in the meantime, take care. If you're off, enjoy that time off. If you're not, I'm truly, truly sorry. Until then, I'll talk to you on Wednesday. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.